0: This is the Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast as a service to the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves former collegiate athletes facing medical needs and financial challenges. Your tax-deductible contribution will change the life of a former college sports hero. Please give online at negreats.org. And now here's your host, Jim Rose. Fred, offensive line of Nebraska, you know. As an offensive lineman, you came to Nebraska for a reason, I suspect, and that is I want to be the next great one or I want to be a part of the next great line. Give me your impression of offensive line play this past season.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, you kind of answered why I came to Nebraska, you know, the the lineage of it as far as, like, all the great players who not only succeeded at the collegiate level, earning, you know, all types of accolades, but then – also transitioning into the into the NFL and professional level I mean there's a huge a huge line of guys and I'm, I'm honored to be a part of that and then as far as the line play this year it's been it has been good at times it's you know I think we can all agree there's been some areas that needed improvement um, throughout the year um, unfortunately they you know felt that they need to make a, a coaching change at that position too so it's just something that as, you know, the, these guys are younger, the O-line this year is, you know, really young. Um, it, it takes, I mean, it takes two or three years just of, of practicing at the collegiate level to, to really get gelled and get up to speed and get strong enough and all that stuff to where you're, you know, you're really ready to go uh, to, to go out on the field and perform on a consistent, you know, level and consistent play that results in wins.
0: Your time in
1: Nebraska,
0: um, and I, I think at least this has always been the case, your time in Nebraska is a reflection of what the offensive philosophy at that time was. When you were being recruited, uh, how much philosophy, scheme, how much of here's how we're going to do things and here's why your skill set is exactly
1: what we want
0: came into the conversation?
1: The The main part when I was getting recruited is like, you know, obviously you're – you're a big kid at that point, And I'm like 17 years old. Um, and they felt, you know, they liked my, they film, my they liked my film. They felt I was physical and that was kind of the identity they wanted to, you know, have on the field. We're going to run the ball a lot. We're going to be physical. We're going to have, you know, good, good running backs to do that with. Um, it's hard recruiting, you know, high school kids and trying to teach scheme because like, I mean, a high school offense compared to a college offense, there's really no, comparison. I think you know my high school offense, we had like a wristband with 20 plays maybe. And we just, you know, recycled through all those plays and things like that compared to what you do in college with the formations and motions and you know audibles and things like that. And then, you know, obviously at the NFL, it's even a whole nother level. So that's something. But as far as scheme and and kind of philosophy, that was a big part of it. We're going to run the ball. We're going to be physical. You know, we we feel that you're going to fit in here as far as like uh, the mentality and also like the mental side of things too. Just coming, you know, growing up in North Dakota, coming down to Lincoln, Nebraska, it just felt like home. It felt like a great fit and it, and it was, and it has been.
0: You were recruited as a guard, played guard earlier in your career, and then moved to left tackle. You were recruited under Bo. So we weren't running the option anymore. Um, we weren't running the kind of offense that you probably watched Nebraska run growing up. Uh, certainly hearing about. Uh, what was it about the situation at the time that made you think, yeah, this is exactly the right fit for my talent," Or was it, hey, I just want to go to Nebraska, play offensive line in of Nebraska, and wherever I wind up is good?
1: Yeah, it, you know, my first trip down here, I came down to like a one-day recruit camp and was able to to get an offer that day after, you know, testing out with with all the other guys and things like that. And um I I mean I left (laughs) I left the camp and looked at my my parents were with me and I was like yeah we we can stop now like I don't need to look anywhere else I was ready to go and you know my parents kind of like well we're because we we also checked out a few other schools um after Nebraska but my I was already kind of out of it I was kind of I was already ready to just kind of just be like all right cool I'll see you next fall and head back home (laughs) kind of deal but I went and checked out a few a few other schools, in, you know, in the Big Ten, Big 12, and nothing just felt the same as, as coming here. And and I, like, luckily, like, my dad played in college and he played in the NFL for a little bit. So he kind of – he's like, you know, they might recruit you at one spot. You just got to get in there and, and do what you need to do to get on the field. And that's kind of the approach that I took in college. It took, you know, it took till my fourth year to start, and that's – I mean – took longer than I, than I wanted to, to be honest. But, you know, that's just part of the game. That's part of growing and maturing. And, you know, you come in at 18 years old and, you know, I was a chubby little kid from North Dakota and, you know, let the, let the strength staff get after you for three or four years. And then, then you're ready to play against, you know, some very good competition. Um, So I think that's just something that for me personally, just going back to, question, like, I, I knew right away, I love, I, I really love Bo. Um, I love playing for Bo. Uh, he, he was, I mean, he was tough, but it, he was, it was tough love in the best way, but he always had your back as a player. And I credit, you know, Coach Bo for all of my being able to, you know, play eight years in the NFL so far. What do you think
0: is the single most important thing to being a successful offensive lineman in college you just mentioned it was not until my fourth year when i started at nebraska uh, and you wound up playing in the nfl for 63 games okay not starting until your fourth year so what's the differentiator what's the differentiator or what was the differentiator for you and as you watch college linemen today brent Qualley, what do you see that
1: they're missing consistency and patience are my two big takeaways from my, from my personal experiences that guys come in nowadays and I get it. Like you're recruited and you want to play right away. And I, and and that has changed over the last, I mean, it's already been 13 years since I got recruited. So things like, you know, things have changed as far as like everybody wants the result right now. And it's really hard to just kind of like, go through the process in a way. And that's kind of what uh, Nebraska is going through in a, in a way there's some, there's some guys playing now that are younger on the offensive line. There's some other offensive skill positions that you see some older guys stepping in, you know, a couple of transfers and things like that. They're older and they've played, you know, college football for many years and they're having success. So it's like, it's just part of the the thing now about being consistent, being patient and, um, just trusting it because you, your body needs that time to get to get ready to go and like as hard as you know spring ball was never fun like I mean it's t- it's a hard hard five six weeks in the spring but that's where you make your biggest gains because you get stronger in the winter you get to pra- you get these big practices in the spring and then by the time fall camp rolls around and you go against other teams you realize like oh we did get better now going to, you know when you go against someone else, you see – that's when you really see the improvements.
0: When you came to Nebraska, program was still real competitive. You know, I mean, we were in and out of the top 25, in and out of the top 10 from here to there. Um, what did you see as the critical difference between then and now? Uh, it has been a problem. Uh, we've seen what's happened here. Five consecutive losing seasons. Uh, that was unheard of uh, when you yeah, came to yeah. Nebraska, and when you came to Nebraska, they were you know ten years removed from their last conference championship. What's happening?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, when we were there, that's I just, man. I, w- I wish I had you know the one sentence answer to that question. Uh, I don't know, like when we when we were here, it. I know, like I know, Coach Ross pushes them. Coach Bo pushed us. Everything there was just like a level when we came here that you were held to that level or you weren't going to play. And a lot of times if you didn't live up to the level, you were gone. And I think that's, uh, I think that slipped off after Bo left with, you know, unfortunately coach Riley, that was a, not the, the best couple of years, three years. And then coach Frost kind of inherited a lot of that and he's been working to get it, to get it back. But unfortunately it's not showing up on the field and that's, you know, that's always hard to see, uh, that's kind of what I, the consistent patience delayed gratification. And that's what I think everyone's ready for. I mean, this it's year four, I think everyone was expecting uh, you know, me included as a, as a fan of the program now uh, to see more wins. Cause when, and when Nebraska is winning and when we, you know, when we were going nine and four and 10 and four and like it hurt us, I mean, I, I played in, or I was a part of, I didn't play, I was redshirting in 2009, the Texas uh, Big 12 uh, conference game. And then we went to Oklahoma and let that one get away. That still bugs me and everyone else to this day. And then uh, obviously against Wisconsin in 2012, when we kind of got our boots kicked in, um, for lack of a better term. But it's just, I don't don't know, I I guess, you know, when we were playing an inferior opponent, we – were able to kind of hand it to them early, usually, and kind of get through. And it was those tough games, like, for when I was playing 2012, 2013, UCLA, we lost both of those, and those were both games we should have won and, co- and then other conference games and things like that. But it's just it's just the consistency and the, uh, like, attention to detail, I think, is the, the two hardest things to do, and the teams that do it the best are the teams that usually end up winning.
0: Visiting with Brent Qualley, former Husker standout offensive lineman, undrafted free agent, but he played in the NFL for three different teams, 63 games in the NFL. And you have the unique experience of seeing the transition from the Big 12 to the Big 10. Because you were, I mean, you straddled Nebraska's Big 12, Big 10. What What is the closest proximity to the NFL uh, of the two conferences? Two very different cultural conferences But as it relates to the NFL, because, you know, you get recruited in some measure, especially a guy like you, great size. You were Mr. Basketball in the state of North Dakota, you know, your senior year. So athletic ability was clearly there. Uh, The idea is we're going to help you get to the next level. So playing in the Big 12, playing in the Big 10, what what is closer to the NFL?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think I think the uh, you know, the answer speaks for itself with the um, with the top 25 rankings right now, the big 10 is, you know, clearly a a superior conference right, right now to the big 12 to, you know, not compared to the old big 12, but right now the big 10 is, as far as NFL caliber players, you see, I mean, you know, we lined up against Ohio state last weekend, how many NFL players were playing. I know the one receiver is probably the top receiver in the draft, things like that. I mean, you're going against that competition. Michigan is, I don't know where they're at now. I know they they're probably top 10 Michigan state still top 10, um, Wisconsin, no matter what their record is, they're always tough. Iowa's always tough. Um, as far as the NFL caliber, as of right now, the big 10 is definitely more NFL experience, gets you ready to play. And also the big 10 has more, the NFL hasn't really adopted the, the quick spread, uh, fast tempo stuff as much it's getting more and more every year that I've played. It's, you know, they've added new, um, we've always added like tempo packages and stuff that we've always had, but there's no true, like spread all out team. Maybe the, maybe the Cardinals now with Kyler Murray and things like that. But um, yeah, like big, like Iowa still huddles, Wisconsin huddles, like that's kind of unheard of in the college game right now, but that's still, how the NFL does it and I don't like the NFL is a very stubborn league so they're probably not going to be changing a lot of those coordinators are pretty stubborn at the NFL level so we'll see I don't think that the NFL is changing uh, anytime soon how important
0: is it I I just I I just thinking all these years I just I just got to believe that one of the things that probably served Nebraska football really well all those years was that they knew exactly what they were On Monday before practice, we know exactly what we are. We know exactly what we do. We don't change for the opponent. You know, we Mm -hmm. go out, do what we do. You talked about consistency. You talked about patience, consistency, and just getting everything right the first time and consistently. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just wondering today how if Nebraska is suffering from not having an offensive identity that was as clear as it used to be. (laughs) And it's not just for the skill players. Skill players know what their job's going to be, but it's for the linemen. I mean, you guys know this is what we do, okay? We don't do everything, but
1: we do this. Do you yeah. sense that in the program? Um, yeah, they, there's been times like this year where I just felt I, – I don't know. I feel like that, yeah, they, they're they trying things and it's not working, and then you got to try and – I mean, you got to try and switch it up, but at the same time, when you're bre- when you're Brett, when you come into the game and your bread and butter schemes and plays aren't working, then it's time. Then is it time for a change? Then probably to, f- to figure out what your identity is. And that's, you know, and that was hard, like in 2020 with, with like the COVID shortening season, all that. So then you miss out on practice to figure out what your identity is. But um, coming out this year, like, I know. I mean, obviously, that's that's the hardest part about college to me too. Is there's no preseason games, so you kind of just you know whatever you're doing in practice has to work and in come into the to that first game. Sure. Um, whereas in in the NFL, you can you can go through those three now three preseason games, you can kind of figure out what kind of scheme works best for your players. And that's where it's harder in college because you try to you establish an identity in spring ball and training camp and that identity better work when it comes to the real games. And if it doesn't, then you're in for a long season. And I think that's part. I think that's part of what has happened. They the coaching staff, the players, they had an idea. They had a a plan of what they wanted to do this season with certain guys, certain players, certain skill positions. Obviously, they shuffled the offensive line about halfway through the year. So you had a plan going in, but if you don't have any real game experience until then, it's hard to – it's hard to switch midseason.
0: I just think, you know, for a college player, it's, it's – you play in the NFL, so you know these are professionals. This is their livelihood. This is all they do virtually every day of the year. Even when you're not playing, you're thinking about the season and your off-season program or from yeah. injury. But a college kid needs to know, this is my job – Okay, I have one job to do. It's this job. We're gonna yeah. be successful doing it. I can't be this until for this week. And then next week they're gonna say, okay, we're gonna throw the ball 50 times this week. Last week right. we ran the ball 75 times. I just to me it's very difficult for a young lineman to be able to do
1: that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's especially when you when you're playing younger guys too. A lot of times those guys are good at one or two things, and that's so you have to figure out what your starting players are good at first off. And then you have to, you know, build your offense, build your line, build your running combinations and schemes off of that. Plus your, you know, your pass protection too. I've seen like Nebraska has switched up their pass, you know, their play action pass stuff. And I've seen some new plays where they're getting, you know, like Jurgens out on the edge because he, I mean, it's clear like he's probably the best lineman. So they are getting him out on the edge to seal and, you know, set up and, Give a good protection for for Adrian to you know sit back there and make some big throws and it ha- and it's worked. They've connected on a lot of big throws off of things like that. So I think that's been a good adjustment. Just seeing that now to where taking a little pressure off the off the tackles, let them kind of all pinch into the middle, let Jurgen seal the edge, and let Adrian have that run pass option. So yeah, but like you said, you can't you can't go throw it forty times. Then the next game, be like well, we're gonna run it. 50 times this game, no matter what we're going to do, it's like it, it doesn't work like that. And that's that's where that patience and consistency, where you can develop both a run and a pass, you know, a good pass set, also, but also understanding your angles and your your pad level and things like that. So,
0: and there's a limited amount of practice time. The NC2A right. has taken out a lot of practice time. One more right. thing before I let you go, Brad Qualley, New York Jets. You know, what's the issue? I mean, is there a cloud over yeah. the stadium? Is there some sort of malaise? Was there a curse? What's the story with the Jets? How come they just can't get it done? Where Do we have a playoff
1: this century for the Jets? Yeah. I mean, I hope so. We, you know, my second year in 2015 was our last, was the last, I think, winning record is it was tough. Like I'm not, not, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It was, it was tough some years, but you, (laughs) so yeah, talking about patience and consistency, that's the Jets fans are right up there for that. But they, you know, like my, uh, when I, when I signed there was Rex Ryan and he was kind of already had a foot out the door, unfortunately. And then they brought in uh, Todd Bowles, who I had for four years. I love coach Bowles, obviously great defensive coach it, and we didn't get it done. That's, you know, it was never on him. It, it was, he was always pushing us and, you know, he had a, you know, uh, he held everyone accountable, it, you know, and it's hard, like, New York's a tough market. That's, <laughs> there's no doubt. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of egos out in New York too. So, um things like that. But no, we thought, you know, 2015, we went 10 and six and missed the playoffs we thought we were coming back in 2016, like we're going to roll and it didn't work. And then 2017 and then, it, yeah, but that was, and then, you know, then I left my last year was 2019 and I was with uh, coach Gase and then, you know, they fired everybody now and they're still struggling. So I don't know. Like you want to say like, was it us? Was it the coaching? Was it, is it, is it literally a black cloud over their MetLife stadium for <laughs> for the jets and the giants right now too. So kind of the same thing happened in Houston too. Last year we started off slow. They decided to move on from coach O'Brien and you know, now you see what Houston's going through right now. They're looking not very good. So, um, and I was excited when I signed with the, you know, I signed with the Tennessee Titans in training camp this year. Um, and things are rolling, doing good. We were actually doing a joint practice against coach Bowles down in Tampa Bay. And, um, one of their players, one of their players' feet got tangled up, and my arm was caught in his jersey, and we fell together, and my shoulder dislocated out. So that's what I'm doing. I'm I had you know had everything put back together in my right shoulder, so I'm rehabbing. So year my you know season eight, year eight in the NFL was cut short, um, but I'm about halfway done with rehab now, and you know waiting for waiting to see what happens. You know I'm putting out the feelers for either potentially like end of this year if someone needs you know if things work out if that might be a little soon though I don't want to push it too much yeah. but definitely in the in the you know early off season getting signed before all the real free agency mess starts because that's free agency in itself is a very stressful stressful time that you think one thing and you uh you're either very right or you are um very humbled uh I've been on both ends of that so this last year was a little humbling. I turned 30, and they half the team said I'm too old now. So that was, I consider I consider that a compliment now, though, because like that means I've been in long enough to get told I'm old. Um, but no, I'm excited to see what happens moving forward. I'm, yeah. I'm in a I'm in a good spot. You know, I've got eight, seven seasons now. This injury IR season, so eight seasons, and try to keep going until literally the the wheels fall off. So, um, it's it's been it's been a blessing. I, you know, I give a huge credit to to Nebraska for everything just because they, you know, coach Frost and the staff are, I I love, like, I really do, you know, care for all those coaches, uh, the ones who got let go too. I've made over these last four years, I still go up there and train. Um, I've made connections and, you know, friendships with all of them. So it's always hard. That's, it's the worst part of the business. No one ever wants to get let go, but I, I mean, if you've been in high level college football or the NFL, you've been fired. I've been fired God four times, three times. Like I've been cut. I've been told like we're moving on from you. Like it's just you gotta have very thick skin and a short, short mind and you know, a short conscience and not let it get it get to you, but also you know, build that chip on your shoulder. And that's hopefully moving forward with Nebraska too. I think they have a huge chip on their shoulder. I know you know, Coach Frost. Everybody knows they're under a huge amount of pressure next year too. You know, they've—it's already been said that you know Frost is back, so he knows he's got another year. And uh, I know that they're like everybody knows the type of pressure that Nebraska is put under. So I'm excited. You know, they—they they are going to have a full offseason, full spring ball, um, and get back at it, and hopefully, you know, fix these close games to where we're three and seven right now and could easily be a seven and three team, you know, very realistically, or, you know, six and four or something along the way. So, So um, yeah, it's, it's high. I, I don't, I don't know any other way to put it, but it's really, really mentally straining to, to play it, you know, high level and yeah. you know, play at high level college, NFL, things like that. But also at the same time, I know what I signed up for. So it's, like you got to you got to just go do it i mean it's an everyday process like a thing that i um I'll just leave on this a thing that i like my mindset every every season and every day like every single week in the nfl is like a new season because or in the college the same like one guy gets hurt and all of a sudden you're you're playing like your season just changed in yeah. a play you see a guy get rolled up on your season changed and every single year is like a whole new career because there could be a new coach. There could be some of these guys now in college, they're going to have a new O-line coach, a new quarterback coach, a new – potentially a new OC, whatever they decide to do. Like that's a career-changing thing that you have to just show up and do it. And then the other thing that I have prided myself on and what something that I've heard is that like hard work – like hard work doesn't guarantee that you're going to have success and everything like that but not working hard and not having consistency guarantees you're going to be a loser. And that's something that I pride myself on. I know these guys pride themselves on and I'm with everybody when I hope nothing but the best uh, for Nebraska moving forward.
0: It's great talking to you, Brent. We'll watch for you on an NFL roster next year for sure, but it's great talking to you and have a great rest of the season. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This has been Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast serving the Nebraska Greats Foundation. You can find each episode on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please give generously to serve Nebraska's former sports heroes in need at anygreats.org. And be sure to follow the anygrates Greats on Facebook and Twitter.